Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friends, welcome. Today we're talking about intermittent fasting. Have you heard of it before? I know it is so hard to keep up with all of the different ways of eating that come and go in and out of popularity, what's trendy now, but what's more difficult is to really know which ones are healthy for you, which ones you should skip over entirely. And so today we're going to talk a bit about intermittent fasting so you can know whether this is a solution that is viable for you. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm Audrey. I'm a root cause clinician. I specialize in helping women to stop masking symptoms and start healing from autoimmune disease. I work with so many people who have tried it all and still aren't at the level of health and wellness that they desire and even deserve. So when we work together, we use kind of a non-traditional approach. I use functional nutrition, integrative medicine, functional wellness, and energy medicine to help you start your own root cause revolution to rebalance your body so you can heal for good. So yeah, if you are done with band-aids and ready for real healing solutions, then you are in the right place. So what you've probably heard about intermittent fasting is that it is such a good weight loss method and it's something that can even prolong your life. Now, that is not false, but like most trending topics, it's not right for everyone. And women particularly have problems with intermittent fasting. So let's start with the good stuff, the benefits, right? Benefits of intermittent fasting is that it decreases hunger. And that happens because leptin, also known as the satiety hormone, is uh, produced by fat cells. And its job is to help signal to your brain and to your stomach when it's time to stop eating. So your leptin levels drop when you're hungry and increase when you're feeling full. Now, because leptin is produced in fat cells, people who have more fat cells have higher amounts of leptin circulating in the body. And too much leptin can actually cause leptin resistance, which makes it harder to for your body to turn off hunger cues. Um, they did a study with about 80 participants and measured leptin levels during intermittent fasting and found that the levels were lower at night during the fasting period. Now, what the study determined, their theory is, is that lower levels of leptin translates to less leptin resistance, less hunger, and potentially even dropping a few pounds. Which leads us to benefit number two is that intermittent fasting promotes a healthy weight. And that's the one that is probably most touted, right? Um, Intermittent fasting has the ability to rev up fat burning and that helps people to lose weight. And so a lot of people prefer intermittent fasting to traditional diets because uh, it doesn't require you to meticulously track your food and to measure calories and grams and all of those things, which by the way, if you've been around here long enough, you know that I'm not a fan of of measuring calories and grams anyways. It's relatively unimportant. Um, But intermittent fasting does increase 
fat burning, um, and it forces your body to use up fat stores as a fuel. So normally when you eat, your body uses glucose or sugar as its primary source of energy and stores whatever is left of that in as glycogen in your muscles and in your liver. So if you're not giving your body a steady stream of glucose, hint, you don't want to be doing that, um, it begins to break down the glycogen and use it as fuel. Now, after the glycogen has been depleted, your body starts to look for other sources of energy like fat cells. And that's where you kind of lead into ketosis and the keto diet, which again, for women um, is not healthy long-term. You can do it for six, eight weeks, and then your thyroid uh, starts to suffer as well as some other issues. Um, The third thing is, the third benefit I'll I'll say, is that it improves blood sugar. So there are studies that, that find that intermittent fasting benefits your blood sugar, keeping it from having spikes and crashes. Um, so, so there was a study where participants with diabetes fasted for an average of about 16 hours for every day for two weeks. And so that intermittent fasting, all, it caused weight loss, of course. It caused a decrease in calories uh, that they ate, but it, and more importantly, helped to reduce blood sugar levels. Uh, they did some other studies, one of which showed that blood sugar was reduced by 12% and insulin needs were reduced by nearly 53% uh, using some sort of intermittent fasting tool, particularly the 16-hour fast. Another really great benefit of intermittent fasting, um, and maybe one of the most impressive benefits, well, one of the two most impressive benefits, is that it has such a positive impact on heart health. Uh, it helps to Low, keep your heart healthy by lowering heart disease risk factors, some of which are, you know, obesity and high blood sugar and all of those things. And then lastly, my favorite benefit of intermittent fasting is that it reduces inflammation. You know, inflammation is a normal immune response to injury, but chronic inflammation leads to chronic disease. So even some commonly known chronic diseases like heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. So We know that during intermittent fasting, people reduce their inflammation, all all markers of inflammation. So we know that intermittent fasting is a beneficial anti-inflammatory solution. Now, here's where it gets a little dicey. (laughs) Most people you'll find will recommend the 16-8 fast. In fact, most of the studies have been done on that. There are some newer studies that have come out that show that as long as you're getting 12 hours overnight, you are not only reducing muscle wasting, which tends to be a problem with intermittent fasting, you are also reducing hormone imbalance, which for women, and I know most of my audience here are women, uh, intermittent fasting longer than 12 hours overnight, particularly if you're over the age of 35, tends to lead to more problems, not less. Okay. So for the vast majority of people, what you want to do is have your breakfast, have your lunch, have your dinner. If dinner is over at 7 PM, you want to stay fasted until the next day at 7 AM. Okay. Now, once you have reached your health and wellness goals or you're close to your health and wellness goals, then you can throw in some different intermittent fasting types like doing a quarterly two or three day, so 48 to 72 hour fast or a quarterly 24 hour fast. Um, I have some 
kind of graduated clients and patients that now do a 24-hour fast just one day a week. So they might go from Sunday dinner and not have anything after supper or after dinner on Sunday, all day Monday, and then have supper on Monday night. So that's another idea to bring that in. Now, I will caution you, you really want to make sure that you're not implementing those longer fasts unless you're in a place where you are full of energy, where your weight and detoxing has stabilized. Uh, and it's also really important when you're doing longer fasts that you're not going to work out, do, do any kind of heavy labor, heavy workout during that fasted state. So to kind of summarize my tips, number one, pick the right method for you. For most people, the right method is a 12-hour overnight fast, okay? There are so many ways you can practice it, but 12-hour overnight fast is generally the best for health and hormone issues, for people who are on a wellness journey, as well as for lifestyle. And when it fits in your lifestyle, it is sustainable, right? There's not a big difference in benefit from 12 hours to 16 hours of fasting, but there is a enormous difference in drawbacks, right? And the negative side of that. Um, number two tip, you have to eat, even, even though you're intermittent fasting, it you have to keep eating right. So I've run into people who are like, well, intermittent fasting didn't work for me. I fasted for 12, 16, eight hours, uh, 18 hours a day. And then I ate whatever the heck I wanted for, for the, for my eating window, my feeding window, um, the quality of your food and not eating things that are inflammatory to your body still matter. Even if you are intermittent fasting. Okay. The other aspect of that is that when you're intermittent fasting, you also have to remember that your feeding window isn't eating for the next 12 hours straight. You still have to give your body the opportunity for your blood sugar to lower. And this is when we have trouble with this. Sometimes I'll have people wear a continuous glucose monitor uh, or even do finger sticks. That's a super less expensive method to do it that way. Um, but do glucose sticks or wear a continuous glucose monitor so that you can see how your morning coffee, your workouts, your meal, how you might've had a meal at noon and then you had a snack at two and that wasn't enough time for your blood sugar to, to return to normal. And it helps us to kind of dive into that further. Um, and then my last tip is that if you are doing intermittent fasting and you are fasting for longer than 12 hours, reconsider your efforts at the gym or working out, reconsider particularly cardio uh, and add strength training to get better results. So one thing is for sure, intermittent fasting can help you to reset your body and rebalance. Um, it can speed up your metabolism. It can reduce inflammation and it can balance blood sugar all when done correctly. Thank you so much for listening today. And remember that I am always rooting for you, friends. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.